All right, welcome back, everybody. We got another gun gripe for you today. Of course, you got Barry's signature hop that he did there. Yeah. All right. This is a really, really good gun gripe, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right. What What is it about? It's one of my favorite pet peeves about guns. Is uh, gun-free zones. Oh yeah. Places where you go and they, you have a sign with a little a little slash through your gun. Uh, for instance, my credit union over here, I have to go through a metal detector to get in there. And no weapons allowed. The only time I got money on me, I'm supposed to disarm myself. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, I go in, uh, a friend's of mine go in Walmart with a gun visible. The manager comes up and says, hey, sir, uh, we would appreciate if you leave your gun in your vehicle from now on. And they say, well, why? It's store policy. Where is it posted? It isn't. They tell them to go to hell, you know. Uh, and they do it anyway, but why do that? I'm of the philosophy, if they don't see my gun, or more importantly, they don't hear my gun, it's none of their business. I went to the um, Walmart one time, it was uh, during hunting season, and I had my, my coveralls on, Right. and I had uh, my belt on, and I had my Makarov and a Phobos on my hip, Right. through my belt, and uh, one of their, their security guys walks up to me, you know, one of them, I guess, uh, preve loss prevention guys or whatever, Right. walks up to me and says, are you DNR? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> it right. don't, don't need to remind me, whatever, you know, right, like, right, right. it's just stupid how, you know, they want to disarm you. And like Barry was saying, I was in the bank one time, and uh, this lady that looks like she couldn't weigh 110 pounds soaking wet walks up to me, and I had my Glock on, and she uh, walks over to me, and she points at my Glock, and she says, you can't have that in here. And I looked at her and I said, really? I was like, I can't have that in here. That's why I'm standing in here with it on my hip, is why I can't have it in here. And I said, so you're unarmed and you're going to tell me I can't have my gun. It's like, <laughs> you know, it goes back to that whole thing where if you have a gun, someone has to reason with you. And right. I'm not saying right. carry a gun for intimidation or anything like that. It's just that everyone wants to act like, oh, well, you're carrying a gun, so you're out for trouble. Right. But I disagree. I, th I think it comes down to, you know, with a gun, they've got a reason with you whether they want to right. or not. Well, I've always been an advocate of concealed carry. I don't believe in parading around in public with a gun on. No. I just don't believe in doing that. I, it, uh, why, why, even, why even open yourself up to that issue? Now, I'm not telling you to break the law, but if I see a gun-free zone somewhere, I'm going to carry my gun in there. Damn they can right. All they can do is tell me to leave or so on and so forth, and they're not even going to know I have a gun. Classic example, we have a Waffle House up here by the highway, gun-free Waffle House. They got robbed out of business. The one across the street over here is not a gun-free zone, and they're still, they're still serving hamburgers over here. But the one by the highway that was gun-free zone, they were robbed, literally robbed out of business. And the last time they got robbed, they, herded all the, they took all the customers' uh, watches, valuables, cell phones, and was, gonna herd, and was herding them into the bathroom. Three guys with Sega shotguns. And this one woman was about eight months pregnant. She said, look, are y'all going to kill us? And they, they, she really thought they were. And they said, no. And they, they pushed them in. I think they were going to kill them. But that woman somehow touched one of them, and they, and didn't, they didn't follow through with their, their threat. But that's a classic example. If I'm in a gun-free zone in a Waffle House, let's say, and a robber comes in, as long as he's taking Waffle House's money, I'm not going to intervene. But if he points a gun at me, he's going to have an issue. Now, I'm not going to protect their money because they don't think it's important enough to protect. But I'm going to protect myself and my family or an innocent person. 
You know, however, Barry, to a degree, I think I have to disagree just a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, if I were carrying concealed, to me, I think that's part of being a responsible citizen. If you can intervene safe and you you can never tell how and, and something's going to turn out, that's the true. outcome of a situation. That's true. But any reasonable person can figure out if they can gain the upper hand in the situation. And I think if you can use guns to de-escalate a situation in any way, I think right. that's a responsible thing to do. And sometimes all it takes is a firearm being introduced into the scenario. Now, granted, yes, it can escalate the scenario, but I think more often it de-escalates. When a firearm is introduced into a situation, I think most people, especially if their intentions aren't violent to begin with, mm -hmm. are probably going to go, whoa, 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 okay. But these gun-free zones, it all started out with gun-free school zones. They tried to get that implemented. You can't be within a thousand feet of a school with a gun. Or anything like that. Well, what if you have to take your child to school? You're on that property. You're gonna what, leave if, what if there's a gun shop right. a thousand feet from right. the school? You know? They were talking also that uh, what if you homeschool your children? That was brought up at, the, uh, at one time in the legislature. Well, what if you're homeschool? That's a school? No, no, that's a private residence. That got shot down quick. Right. But this stuff about the school zones and all that, you can't carry a gun in Georgia on postal property either. But uh, you know, if they don't see it or hear it, who cares? Yeah, I think that when it comes to guns and gun-free zones, you know, I'm a law-abiding person, but at the same time, I think it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. Yes. And I just go along with the saying that I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6 any day. That's correct. You know, just because mankind or some government forms some law that says that I have to do it, doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing to do. Right. There's a fine line between obeying the law and being alive, and I think I'll choose being alive any day. Well, in situations, you have to sometimes forget what's legal and do what's right. That's right. And that's been my philosophy, and I agree totally with Eric that I'll take my chances in a court of law. I'm, that criminal's not going to show me any mercy. Yeah, and I mean, even though a lot of the judges and stuff can be a little bit liberal and bought off, and it just seems like their their opinion is swayed towards, you know, the system and not the individual, I think we do find that that's not always the case. Right. If you can convince a reasonable judge in a court of law that you did the right thing, I think there's definitely a chance that right. common sense can prevail over law if yeah, the situation's true. right. But the law is always based on what a prudent person would do. That's correct. Someone you, use, you have to use common sense and you have to lay it out. And a lot of times it all boils down to who is more credible. So, um, and you never know what a jury's going to do though. So if, it ever go, if you ever go to a jury trial, you never know what's going to really happen. But I'll take my chances in the court of law anyway. Yeah, and it's a real sensitive subject. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that think just because you put some sign on the door that says no guns, that you're safe. You know, I walk into my, to my place of business and I'm in a gun-free zone. I don't have to worry about anybody walking through the door with a gun. To me, that's the most pompous thinking in the world, to anybody to think that some sign is going to disarm someone, they're well, obviously mistaken. On the front door of this store, we have a no-loaded gun policy because we deal with guns here and people pawn guns all the time. And we, f we have filled up a gallon jar of rounds that came out of pistols, shotguns, and rifles in the last year that came through that door, and they told us their gun was unloaded. Right, and, and we don't do that because we want to disarm people. That's not it. In no way would we ever want to disarm anyone, but it comes down to safety. Right. We're dealing with guns here. We're dealing with ammo. They're all in one room. Eventually, those, those uh, you know, 
those things have to kind of coincide at some point, and we want to make sure that, that nothing dangerous is going to occur. And that's but the if reason. a legally licensed person comes in here and they have a gun on, uh, they we make them open it, so on and so forth, like you do at the range. But like I said, if I don't see the gun, it's none of my business. Right. So uh, I think a gun concealed on someone is not a danger. But I've had people walk in here with a gun in their hand. I had a kid one day walk in here with a chrome automatic pistol in his hand wearing a bulletproof vest on the outside of his shirt. He walked by me and I said, wait a minute, what are you doing? He said, well, I, it, it says with an airsoft that he painted silver. Why are you wearing a bulletproof vest? Because I think it looks good. I said, you almost got yourself killed. Yeah. We actually had a pawn customer come in here just the other day and uh, he walked in the door like this. I want to pawn this. Had his finger on the trigger, slide closed, magging the gun. For all I know, right. he could have had a loaded gun pointed right at me. Right. And me and Ray both, we were like, hey, buddy, you better watch yeah. it. You yeah. know. So I think that when it comes to gun-free zones, going back to that, mm -hmm. there's a fine line between making the owner of an establishment feel at ease through That's responsible correct. action mm -hmm. and just something stupid because they just think it makes sense. Now we have a policy here that we all, uh, we're, we're closed right now, so Eric is handling his gun. There's no customers in the store, but right. our policy is we never pull our gun unless we have to. Uh, these guns stay in, in my belt or in his holster, whatever, all day long, and we do not ever pull our gun out right. while we're working unless we have to. That's correct. And uh, I have I have done it a couple of times when I thought, you know, some guy reaches under his jacket and pulls out a gun, and I go for mine, you know, and he go, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, you whoa, 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 whoa. Right. You just about got yourself shot. Right. So you need to, when they come in this door, they need to have their gun breached open or whatever, and uh, just like you do when you go in the shooting range. And they're enforcing that policy at the shooting range more now. If your gun is in your hand, they draw on you when you come through that door. They sure will. And they make you unload outside in your car in the parking lot, and then they have a sign, do not unload your gun in front of this door. That's it. You have to have your gun breached when you come in, or it has to be in a shooting bag. And I, I, I totally agree with that. That range used to be dangerous as hell. I'm going to say, I mean, look, I'm a law-abiding person, but sometimes there's laws that to me are just dumb, and that's one of them. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times when I was a kid in school and my dad coming to pick me up to go hunting for the weekend, pick me up early on a Friday, I cannot count how many times the principal of the school will come out there and look at our new hunting rifles. Mm -hmm. Right there in the parking lot, checking them out, sighting them, checking oh, yeah. them out. I mean, things have changed so dang much. It has. And, you know, I remember when the principal would come out and, and look at the deer you just shot or come out and check out your dad's new handgun. <laughs> Ain't none of that crap going on anymore. Right, right, right. So it's... It's, it's that we've raised a society of complacency. And I think that the government and, and, the, and the indoctrination in our schools, they want people complacent and they want people to be dependent of the government. And that includes knowledge of guns, being around guns. I mean, they want that control to be in their ballpark. Well, an old cliche, they want you to be sheeple, not people. Uh, they don't want you to be able to defend yourself uh, and so on and so forth. That's what the Second Amendment is all about, defending yourself, especially against a tyrannical government. That's The, the law was designed, uh, in, written in the Constitution, to protect us from the government. That's why this country was formed. We got away from England. We were tired of that rule over there. And uh, the heavy taxation, and where are we at right now? Same boat. And beware, because, you know, the system is essentially trying to create a dependent society. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and that to me is a dangerous thing when they're trying to create a, you know, class of people that they want to be dependent on their services and their welfare. And uh, to me, that's a very dangerous thing. You know, when your consumers outweigh the producers, eventually the producers are going to get tired of it. Right. That's what they're doing right now. And uh, yeah, and that's exactly what's happening now. You know, people that pay all the taxes and, and work hard, they're tired of it. And it's um, it's just it's very unfair, and I, and I think that it's un-American mm -hmm. to to even accept that said um, assistance without doing everything in your power to make your country a better place. And what's the slap in the face? Uh, taxes go up, and services are reduced. They're mm -hmm. not. They, you don't even get the same service for more money. It's ridiculous. But anyway, now we're gonna close it out for the night. And uh, we wish y'all all a happy evening, and thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll be back next week with another gripe. We got some good ones coming up. We got a lot of things to gripe about, don't we? Yeah, always. <laughs> all right.